Hey, everybody. This is the yet-to-be-named Apprentice Podcast. I am your co-host, Jeff Garst, and uh, we have the other co-host, David Johnson, with us today. How are you today, David? Doing good. I'm glad to hear it. So basically, David, how this is going to work is uh, you and I are going to pontificate uh, about our feelings about the most recent episode of The Celebrity Apprentice. Uh, Today, it's just you and me, but hopefully after a while, we can get some fellow fans on, get some different opinions on the show, maybe even have a little bit of clash. How does that sound? I do enjoy pontificating. As do I. As do I. So, just uh, what were your general impressions of the first episode? I'm glad The Apprentice is back. Uh, I think there's a lot of promising uh, people and things about the season that I'm looking forward to. I was I was a little peeved that Brett Michaels got fired, and not because he got fired, but Donald Trump's reasoning for firing him. Yeah, I would agree. I felt like this episode had a really weird feel to it for that reason, that Brett seemed um, almost persecuted against simply because of his status as a previous winner, which I really wasn't expecting as much. Yeah, and I I almost laughed because right before that Donald Trump was saying it was all about credibility and, and that's <laughs> what makes the show work. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure you lost credibility with the show as soon as you put celebrities into it. And even then, the, the credibility was borderline before that. But uh, yeah. I, the, the thing that frustrated me is he says on the, the thing, he's like, we called all the winners asking them to participate. So they wanted them to come back. And then he's like, they all said no except you. And then he was mad at him because he accepted their invitation to come back. Right. I thought it was really weird as well. I mean, first of all, to say this show is about credibility. Like, I don't think anyone watches The Celebrity Apprentice anymore because they think Donald Trump is going to pick a legitimate businessman like the person who wins is always pretty good but that's not why we watch it right we didn't watch last season because Arsenio Hall was on it we watched it because we wanted to see Lisa Lampanelli and Lou Ferrigno fight every week I mean this show is not the same as other reality shows you watch it for different reasons and I think Donald Trump trying to make it something other than that is kind of stupid but I completely agree with you on the fact that like if he called all the other winners why was he so angry at Brett Michaels for coming back I mean it was just and especially I mean I think Brett Michaels could have handled the situation better but I don't know. I I also, I agree. It was really weird. And I think he made the wrong decision. I think if Brett hadn't been a winner, I think Brandy should have gone home. Yeah, I mean, I would have been, like, there were some reasons maybe you could fire Brett if you were saying, if Donald Trump would have said, listen, she did raise over $100,000. We don't know who exactly raised the least amount of money, but you, you raised significantly lower than that, even when you said that you had all you were stacked, so to speak. And if he fired him because of that, I would have been more okay with it. But the fact that the reason that he fired him was because he never should have came on the show. Right. <laughs> was, he's, he's, like, he's like offended that he came back. And I'm like, you asked him to come back like <laughs> well and you know donald trump's one of those guys who always talks about how he likes like he has pride and he really likes to be a winner in the business game and all that so i think he was upset that brett would come back and risk his title as a winner 
But this show isn't about winning anymore. It's not about getting a job. It's not about the title of Celebrity Apprentice. It's completely about, in my opinion, the charities. At least that's why the people do. That's why the celebrities yeah, for do. The, it. For the uh, contestants' perspective, it's all about the charity. Right, and from or, I, or for some of them actually being seen on television, like Claudia or Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> Who's yeah, the reality? I, but I'm, I mean, I'm sure he does some great charity work. But it's just I, I felt it odd that the only thing Donald Trump was focused on was the title of the Celebrity Apprentice. But I also felt it odd that Brett didn't just look at Donald Trump and say, "I could care less about winning. I came here to make more money for my charity." That's exactly what he should have said, in my opinion. But yeah, and he. Uh, different things, but he wasn't the most straightforward in saying that. Right. Well, and I mean, it's so hard to say a sentence on The Celebrity Apprentice, because everyone is interrupting, and, and that's what the show thrives on, but um, it's it's so enjoyable. I, I don't like most reality shows that just have people yelling at each other constantly, um, but yeah. for some reason, this one I always come back to. I think it's because of the people on it. Like, I really like Penn Jillette. Yep. But I, I think there's a lot of things good about the show. And Dalton Ross said in his recap to the credibility thing, he's, he's like, no, Donald Trump, we all watch it because it has zero credibility. Right. <laughs> if it had credibility, you probably would not have as many fans. And you know, it may have had credibility, like you said, back before it was celebrities. But even, I mean, I think the first two, three seasons – probably have some really good credibility. You hit that fourth season when Rand with the whole Randall and Rebecca scandal, and I think that's where the credibility tanks. And then the next, what was it? I think it was season five, they started making them sleep in tents. Like, no, the show has six. been gimmicky for a long time. They should just embrace it. Yeah. I mean, have you no, seen I, a single it's, it's Celebrity not... Apprentice commercial that mentions anyone but Gary Busey? I, I saw some others. Uh, my favorite one was... All right, we'll flash the names. Here's reasons why you should watch. Flash these names, and then let's show Gary Busey. Right, right. So, speaking of Gary Busey, how did you uh, how did you feel about him? Uh, I got exactly what I wanted from Gary Busey. Right. Uh, he he was silly. He was surprisingly more competent than I would have expected. Right. Uh, but he he was goofy. I my favorite thing. I just started laughing when uh, Trace was like, all right, Pierce is going to come. Your job is just to distract him. And I was like, what better thing to do when you don't want to deal with Pierce than just <laughs> let him <laughs> be loved no. by Gary Busey? Yeah, I thought the way they handled Gary Busey was really, really good. I thought he wasn't so over the top that he dominated the episode. But he was crazy enough that, like you said, you got what you wanted from Gary Busey. He didn't dominate the episode, but there's still that potential for him to do that. And so I think he was, I think this is exactly, I'd love to see this Gary Busey for the entire season with maybe one or two outbursts. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. And uh, let me just uh, bring this up before I forget it. I really liked how this season has sort of started to get meta. Like... All right, first of all, you have you have Trace with this whole, all right, we're not even going to appease these people. It's not about bringing in the, the people. We're just, This is essentially having people bring us checks. So right. It could care less about what meatballs we have and what uh, how many fans are coming into the, to the meatball store. So I, I found that very amusing. And then also you had people like uh, 
Trace's team when they're watching, they're like, yeah, she can't. They can't bring Amorosa in because Trump won't fire her, and Brandy said it because you won't fire her, right? Because obviously they want Amorosa want to go longer, right? Well, in the, I mean, I still am trying to figure out how I feel about the whole Piers Amorosa issue. Part of me is like, come on, and then the other part is kind of like, yeah, this is. This is okay. Like, it's a continuation of a four-year-long or five, six-year-long rivalry that I actually really kind of enjoy watching. But it's a little more awkward when it's coming from a judge's table yeah. to a contestant. You're clearly, uh, you're clearly on Pierce's side, though, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I was on Pierce's right. side in season one. I'm on Pierce's side now. I don't – I mean, Omarosa's going to have to do a lot of work at this point in order to make, make me change that opinion. Um, it's not gonna happen. Right. Well, and I mean, in all honesty, let's pretend for a second that everything she did was on accident. Like, she wasn't deliberately messing with the numbers. That's a fireable offense, to not know who gives what. Now, granted, she was doing it on purpose in order to confuse everybody into firing Brett Michaels. And, you know, good for her, it worked. But... If that hadn't been on purpose, and I think even though the fact that it was on purpose makes it even worse, that's a fireable offense. I mean, in any company in America. Yeah, well, I even think uh, if, if Trump hadn't have been so judgmental from Brett before the game even started, I mean, Omarosa's stuff wouldn't have even made a difference. But it was the fact that, um, uh, that Donald Trump had this preconceived notion of Brett right. know, before the game even started. Well, I think what happened was Donald Trump put his radar right on Brett Michaels, and I think Omarosa said, okay, I'll bite. Like, I I mean... And the same was... I mean, it was true all throughout the Meatball Challenge when she wasn't cheering for his people, when she, you know, didn't want him to... She was talking to, I think it was Claudia, about, you know, I want to be able to take down Brett Michaels. Like... I don't know. I'm I'm a big eye roller that says, come on, it's a new game. Like, you can't just come in here like this. But that's who Amarosa is, and that's who the producers want, which is, I mean, great for her. She makes great television. I don't dislike watching her on the show. It, it makes gives me someone to cheer against. Well, the thing I have against Amarosa is because it's so obviously contrived. Like, did you watch The Glass House this past summer? Yes. It's it's like Alex Stein, where they're trying too much to be a villain, you know? Like, it's it's so blatantly obvious that this is what she's trying to do that it makes it a little less enjoyable. Yeah. Do you think that it's as... Do you think that it feels as contrived to the people on the show? I would say it probably feels even more contrived, except for Brandy. I don't, I don't know, but I would, I would have to think that it, it would be very contrived. And and then they show her crying next episode. Like, I'm like, I'm sure that's contrived. And, like, now she's showing yeah. this other side. But. I mean, part of me thinks that it wouldn't feel as contrived simply because it's, you know, we're watching all of this happen in a two-hour span. So we're watching all of the big events. And it seems like too much for two hours. But maybe if it's spread over the course of a couple of days or, you know, over the course of the entire season... It may not seem as contrived. I don't know. It's it'd be really well. Here's why I think they would see it contrived is because I think a different Amorosa would be shown once the cameras are off. You oh you think legitimately she's a different person once the cameras are off? Correct. Okay, I mean, that's I'm fair. sure she's still a like <laughs> not that pleasant of a person, but I think she is clearly 
doing an act, and I think she is different right. than than the camera time. At least I would hope for uh, rest in peace, Michael Clark Duncan's uh, case. That I think I think he would have seen something else with the right. camera. Right, she clearly has a has some sort of redeeming qualities. So, do you think yeah. that Brett chose wrong? Oh, of course, yeah. Right. Um, so, whole, like. I want to get Amorosa on my side so maybe she won't turn against me sort of a thing, yeah. I mean, obviously, she, he probably should have picked almost anybody else, I you know? I think, and, I think having Dennis Rodman be the last pick baffles me. It baff, He would have been one of my first. Penn Jillette would have been my first. Trace Adkins would have been my second. Dennis Rodman would have been my third. Just for star power or? No, for everything. The only the only detriment that I would have going against me is that all three of those guys are so competent that they would that it would be hard if we ever did lose a challenge for me to make a case for one of them to go home. I In don't my, know. Last time he was on, Dennis Rodman was not competent by any that, means. That's true. Uh, season two is of the Celebrity Apprentice is kind of my my weak spot in knowledge about the show, but I don't know. He he seems well put together. Without, you know, notwithstanding his piercings and tattoos. But when he was on the Celebrity Mole, he wasn't, like, a, a crazy guy. He seemed well put together, well spoken. It seems like he, and he has enough star power that he could bring in some money, bring in some uh, customers. I don't know. I would have picked him. He's well spoken, but at the same time, like, in season two, he obviously, he had a drinking problem. And he literally right. was the project manager of a test and went out with some people that, you know, it was just at a club drinking or a bar drinking instead of at the pass. Right, and that would be a potentially an issue, but or not even yeah, potentially an issue. That would be. He an says issue. he's here to redeem himself, and I sort of believe it. I mean, just from starting there, you don't hear his confessionals where he's saying that. Yeah, I, you know, you'd think uh, this is maybe a guy who doesn't contribute anything. So I, I can see why it was near the end. Should he have been the last? Maybe not. But I went away from that thinking. Boy, I really like Team Plan B. Like right. almost all my people that I really they're, enjoy are on that. They're clearly the superior team. team. They have Penn and Trace, which in my opinion are the two best guys in the show. The only mistake that Trace Adkins made was to pick Gary Busey over Dennis Rodman. But I don't even think so. Right. I don't even think so. Because Trace because, Trace was able to control Gary Busey. Yeah, he he had some control of him. He knows uh <laughs> As far as there, there's certain things about Gary Busey's quirkiness that could actually benefit. At the same time, seeing it from the perspective of watching their seasons, he would have said Gary Busey at least works. Like I know he works hard. Sometimes he gets off on tangents. Sometimes he's all loopy, but he he will do tasks. Whereas we saw Dennis Rodman was sort of a flake and not really doing That's anything. Fair. That's fair. So based on those preconceived notions, I would say it wasn't that bad of a pick. That's and fair. It's sort of like the, uh, well, you could always get rid of Gary if they lose sort of thing. Right, right. Well, Mar I mean, Mary Lou Henner, great pick. Um, yeah. I, who else is on that team? Stephen Baldwin, I think, is a solid pick. Obviously, he had some issues with the fundraising, but he's he's a competent guy otherwise. Um, yeah, I was getting really nervous. Stephen is just one of my favorite people to watch on, on reality TV. He's just, I, I yeah, don't know what so to do about him. Like, he I and I think Donald Trump was thinking the same thing. Is it a start smart strategical move to hold back? Yes, but it could cost you that first, 
you know, the, the first time. Well, let, let's talk about that. I, I think that Stephen Baldwin had confidence that they were going to win, and I think he saw where the number was going and, and knew, and I think Stephen Baldwin was okay being the first fired. I think it, it wasn't, he wasn't scared of it. So he's like, either I do this ballsy move, it looks good on TV, and the first fired, or it pays off and I'll get to, to continue fighting. So I think, I think he was coming from the perspective that I have nothing to lose, and he was, he was fairly confident that they were going to win anyways. Right. So, I mean, results notwithstanding, do you think that Trace's move was a good one? I was skeptical. Like I said, I really enjoyed it for the fact that they're sort of <laughs> messing with the game and not, like, I don't think the producers expected that. They pretty much expect people to follow the normal suit. So I like that they're like, okay, we recognize this is a dumb game and all it is. All the point of this is is to get checks. Right. So uh, I appreciated that. Was it a smart move? I was just thinking, boy, if Steven goes home because Trace didn't, you know, collect 20 bucks from people, that'd be, be disappointing to me, but... Uh, See, I, I think, think if it was, it was a matter of, like, $20, I think Trace would have gone home. <laughs> very very possible, although I don't think he would have. I think Trump would have still fired Steven. Possibly. But, and I think it would have been a big battle between them, but... Yeah, I, I agree. I mean... It shows a different way that people are approaching the game this time around. Like, if you remember last season, they had this first task, and Penn Gillette said, you know, we should do this, that, and the other, so that way we not only win in monetary sense, you know, he said, we should get a lot of people to come bring checks so we win the money, but we should also make sure we have a lot of customers so we're actually winning the spirit of the game, right? And Trace isn't approaching it that way, and it's really kind of... I don't know. I like. I, I was a fan of the idea. If I feel like it's something I would have done, but yeah, well, Trace is saying screw spirit of the game because I don't know if even Trace really wanted to come back. I think he thinks this whole thing is pretty much a joke. This whole show. The only thing he's doing it is to raise money for his charity. So he's right. like, I'm gonna cut out all the BS. I don't spirit of the game. My butt. Like, well, I think right, he was determined. Uh, I'm to... just gonna get money. I think he was determined to be project manager on the first task, because that's always the biggest moneymaker. There's usually one in the, the first task and the one in the middle are the really big, like, just get your people here to give us money type of tasks. And then, like, the rest of them are, like, $20,000, which is great, but it's not the same. He raised $600,000 for his charity. If he goes home tomorrow, what does he care? Exactly. Now I now I think he he will have no fear of being fired e either. I think there's a lot of people. I I don't think he cares them right anymore to be honest. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it made the the episode very entertaining to watch. It's not too often you we really see that much strategy on The Apprentice. I mean, there's like, oh, people come up with creative ideas to help win the task. This was purely almost a strategic move. Right. This wasn't a creative, out-of-the-box idea. This is just... <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I've screwed the spirit of the game. I'm getting checked. <laughs> yeah, so, what did you feel? I mean, I honestly, I was really skeptical about people like Claudia Jordan coming back, but she was really visible this episode, and I didn't mind that. Uh, I think that what happened for several reasons. A, 
because they wanted to prove to the audience that she she did somehow deserve to be there. <laughs> like, uh, like, because all of us are like, huh, really, her sort of a thing. Yes, her and Lisa and, Rinna are the two. Yeah, and even Lisa Rinna over her. At least Lisa Rinna's somewhat famous. I mean, right. I mean, I would, I would not even call Claudia Jordan that much of a celebrity. I mean, she was a Deal or No Deal model, which hardly ever talked. And I think now she's doing a radio show. But I mean, that's not a celebrity, right? Uh, so I mean, but they, I think they put a lot of that in purposely. And I think she's come back, maybe seeing herself the first time and saying. Hmm, I didn't really get that much airtime and, and all this stuff. Maybe I need to learn how to be a better storyteller because I think that's what we saw a lot of her. And maybe, like, she, you know, she got in that argument with Ivanka, was that a good thing to do or not? I think that was strategic on her part because she wants to be more noticed. Yeah, I think I, I think that's a really, really fair assessment of it. Um, but then you get people who were big parts of their original season and didn't get much airtime at all, like Marilu Henner. Yeah, well, I mean, because she's competent, she's good, but she's not, she doesn't have a dramatic flair to her. Right. So, especially with her team winning, there was really no point in showing her. Well, and she's, you know, she's the quintessential third place person on this show. Look at yeah. the people who always get third place on this show. They're always kind of, well, I, I'm saying this now, but now I have to go back and think, but I'm pretty sure they're always fairly boring pretty, like, really good at business. They'd probably make a really good business person, but they're usually not that exciting. The third place? Yeah. I don't know about last season. Who was third place last season? I don't even remember. Lisa? Yeah, Aubrey and Lisa. Yeah, I guess Lisa, but she was still, like, really good at business, but didn't, I mean, she was, she was, I guess, more, she was less, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Less chaotic. Sorry, she was more chaotic, less lame. But it's yeah. still that person who's really good at business would probably make a really good business person. Lisa, granted, she had to control her temper, but but I mean, Sharon yeah. Osbourne was kind of like that. Um, who was third place in the first season? Oh, Carol Alt. Yeah. Who's just kind of meh. Remember Jesse James in season two, and it was Sharon. I like Jesse James, and then he got that whole cheating scandal and sort of ruined his whole persona. But on the show, I really liked him. Right, and then season four was, or the the one where John Rich won was a combination of Meatloaf and Lil John, and I'd say Lil John was kind of fit that form, Meatloaf not so much. So yeah, I mean it's. I feel I I almost wish we could switch Lisa Reynolds with uh, with uh, Lil John and get Lil John on the other team because I like Lil John. I do too. I'm a big fan of his, and he's you know he's clearly been friends with Mr. Trump for a long time. Like, he, uh, he was on, I think, season two or three as a guest. Like, one of the tasks was, uh, was, like, sell a vacation with Lil John or something like that. And, or they had a bunch of celebrities, but Lil John was one of them. Gene Simmons was one of them. Um, so, I mean, clearly they've been friends for a while. But, yeah, I really like him. I thought he was really surprisingly competent and surprisingly well-mannered. And he has an endearing, charming quote. Too. Yeah. Behind that kind of facade, what do you want to see this season? What do I want to see this season? Yeah. I actually want to see 
Omarosa have a fairly early downfall. I actually think it would have been better, and I think she would have had a better chance of getting fired early the first episode, and it'd be like, oh, Omarosa got fired the first episode. Right, it would make the, people watch, I think. And and more than Omarosa got you know, fired the third or fourth episode. So I think now she's going to be drug along for a while. Yeah, I agree. Um, do you think that Piers is going to keep up his vendetta against her if he comes back as a judge? I'll say this. Um, I think Piers could be objective because he knows, because <laughs> ultimately he knows as much as he may hate Amorosa, Trump, Trump likes her. Right. Which means Trump wants entertaining television. And well, and Omarosa was the one person to step up for Trump and say he's not a racist, which, you know, doesn't matter what you believe, but that is always going to ha- give her some kind of credibility in his book. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, I think it will be interesting to see the other winners. Um, I think, hey, now that Mike, the Brett Mike, the fire, bring him back. <laughs> right. No, Trump wouldn't want <laughs> his advice. Trump wouldn't want his advice. He has bad judgment because he accepted an invitation. But I would like to see Plan B dominate, to be honest. I'd oh, like yeah. See, see the uh, power team get decimated. Well, and I mean, you know who I want to see win, and you know that I will never see them win because Donald Trump will never pick Penn Jillette to win anything. Well... And uh, it wasn't a good sign that he had a pretty invisible edit this first episode. Right. Well, he had a couple episodes last season that he was a little invisible. Yeah, but yeah. with the premiere, yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, it was a vote of confidence that he was the first one picked. I mean, people know he's good, and I think he had one or two little confessionals at the beginning, but then he was sort of yeah non-existent. I don't know, maybe... Well, he, well, he did juggle his balls, but... I would love to see a Trace, Lil Jon, Pendulette alliance. Do they really have alliances in The Apprentice? Of course you can. If one of those three is the project manager, then the other two are safe that week. It's true, but I think even... I think that goes out the window if someone massively... Right, right. Up. Like, you have, to, you have to at least not suck. But yeah. if you put that as a term of your alliance, then... I think it could go. Yeah, really I mean, well. if, if two people are borderline, you're going to choose the person you like better or, or have an alliance to stay. But I mean, if there's clearly someone who's screwed up, you have right. to take it. Right, and it's not just who you pick to come back, but like when tr- Mr. Trump goes around the table and says, "Who should I fire? Who should I fire? Who should I fire?" You don't, and again, unless somebody just just messes up like no other, you always pick the other person, right? So yeah. I think alliances can work in The Apprentice. Again, it's contingent on nobody. I mean, they're not like Survivor. Like, we can't save a Shamar. But <laughs> but we can save uh, somebody who maybe didn't perform as well. You could have saved Brett Michaels with an alliance. Yeah, maybe. Uh, what do you think... What did you think of Brandy's complete incompetence? I mean... I'm, I wasn't a Brandy Roderick fan the first time around. Like, I... I wasn't either. Like, I just don't even know why <laughs> why she's back. Uh, yeah, total incompetence. I thought Brett was stupid to, uh, you know, kind of defer to her as project manager, but 
I just don't think he would have had any better chance if he was project manager. Like his, um, you know, imagine what Amorosa would have done if he was project manager. You can only imagine the uh, the the horrors that would have occurred. Well, the one thing that made the difference is if Brett was project manager, would he have put Amorosa on the money? No, he wouldn't have. But there's still other ways she could have messed up. Well, I, I'm saying though, but that. It would have made him look a lot more competent if Amorosa wasn't at the money and you'd have a much better picture of how well, maybe he would have put her at the money now that I think about it because she was his first pick. And he... I, I, it, it, could go, it could go either way, but... Right, it's definitely a question that could have been asked. But yeah, I think he, uh, I don't know. Brandy Roderick clearly had some issues. Like, I think that if you're the project manager and you don't know what every penny is coming in, like, and Omarosa claims that she gave those numbers to Brandy at the end of the day, but clearly there were some issues at that post. Like, I don't know. It was just, it was a big old mess. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And it was, it was so obvious to me that Omarosa was just, you know, that, Messing things up, and maybe she, maybe she didn't even count the money, or maybe she's just doing these random numbers. Right. But yeah, I, I definitely think that Amorosa. I would like to see her go early. I mean, as much drama as she brings, it's sort of I'd rather see crazy people. <laughs> really? I I don't know. Amorosa to me, it's sort of getting old and tired. I mean, she is a great villain. But it's coming a little too obvious now. Where I think the first, the first season that she was on, I really like. She was a great villain in the first season of The Apprentice. Mm -hmm. Like it didn't seem that contrived to me. Uh, she just seemed incompetent. And even what? She just seemed incompetent. Yeah, and even even the first time she was on, I I want to go back and, and rewatch it because it's been a while. But I mean, she had. Her main thing there was she had a feud with one person, and that was sort of interesting to see, you know, the one-on-one -on -one battle it out, duke it out sort of thing. With this one, she's just so clearly trying to screw everyone, you know, because she was screwing over Brandy, she was screwing over Brett, obviously. She's just, I mean, it right. seems so contrived to me that I'm, I'm, I don't like the contrition of it. I Like, and it's really weird to me because I think Brandy was damned if she did, damned if she didn't. Like, if she brings Omarosa back... She's now got a better chance of going home because Trump won't fire Omarosa. But when she doesn't bring Omarosa back, Trump gets on her for not for not bringing back Omarosa. The biggest turnaround or surprise to me from someone from a, their last season and my impressions of this one is, when did Latoya Jackson become so darn likable? Oh, you thought she was likable? I found her much more enjoyable. Like, she was the sweet motherly person in this one, and I thought she had some valid points throughout the whole thing. Like, she seemed rather competent and likable, whereas the last time she seemed more like a person with her screws loose. Right. Um, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call her likable. She was fairly invisible, I thought. Like, I didn't see, I don't remember seeing her much. Um, which maybe for her, those two things are correlated, but. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think she did well in the boardroom, uh, and when she was talking, I thought she did was very diplomatic in the way she was talking. Yeah, uh, that's fair. But also sense in what she was saying, like she wasn't crazy talking. Right, that's fair. I'll give she, you that. She had values, 
And uh, there was a couple confessionals during the meatball challenge that she had that also seemed rather confident to me. So, I mean, she just seemed like a nice person. She wasn't nearly as bad as she was last time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like she last time she was almost like the ditzy person who didn't know anything and was just incompetent. This one, she seemed to have rational uh, arguments and opinions, and uh, I don't know, that endeared me. I'll agree. But, like, is she my favorite character? No. Or is she my favorite, you know, person? I'd yes. still take almost anyone on plan B over her. But I'm saying, uh, I, I thought I was going to be like, oh, no, here comes LaToya doing something dumb again. But she, she surprised me to be fairly confident. And maybe that was more editing from the last time, or maybe maybe it's as she gets more and more in the thick of it <laughs> right it gets hard, harder for her who knows so who's your pick to win at this point uh, yeah my uh, my pick to win there's going to be certain people that I eliminate right away uh, unfortunately after this episode I don't think Stephen Baldwin has a chance not that I thought he had that great of a chance before but right. the, the premiere sort of eliminated all hopes I had unfortunately Gary Busey <laughs> not going to happen uh, Latoya, I still don't see that happening. Claudia Jordan, no, she's too much of a non-celebrity for Trump to pick her. Uh, Dee Snyder, once again, another person who is fairly invisible, and I don't think he's gonna, I think he's gonna have the same syndrome he had last time, where he's just gonna get out in the middle for doing a mistake or something, and Trump wants to keep better people. Um, Dennis Rodman, no chance. Brandy, after this episode, no chance. Lisa, I don't think has a chance. Amorosa, clearly not. So who does that leave us with? We have Trace. We have Penn. We have Lil John, And we have Mary Lou. Which are, are all, all of which are on the... Oh, except for Lil John are on the Plan B tribe. I don't know. I think Trace Atkins may start to not care. And I think that he may be fired at some point. So I'm going to eliminate Trace from it. So then we have Mary Lou, Penn, and Lil John. I'm just going to take a real wild stab on it and say Lil John. Lil John? I think that's I, I think that's a fair assessment. If I were just shooting from the hip, I would probably pick Lil John too. Um, I think he has obviously a history with Mr. Trump. So I think that's a really, really legit pick. Um... I see I I don't know either. I'm thinking um obviously uh I don't think Dennis Rodman, Brandy, Lisa, Amorosa, Claudia, Latoya, Gary, Steven have a chance. I'm kind of in the same kind of group that you are. Yeah. I agree with you about Trace Atkins, he's going to stop caring. If you want I I think Penn should win, but again, don't ever think it would happen. And then, so for me, it really comes down to Mary Lou Henner versus Dee Snyder. I was really thoroughly impressed with how Dee, how well Dee Snyder did. Like, I didn't know him coming in because I wasn't a big fan of Twisted Sister ever. But uh, I I really liked him, and so and I mean his his boot was a just him making a mistake, which everyone does. It wasn't due to like just complete incompetence. So if I think Donald Trump could pick Dee Snyder to win. I don't think D. Snyder is necessarily the best candidate, but he's somebody who I think Donald Trump could pick. So that's your uh, that's your pick to win. Uh, yeah. I mean, it'd be between him and Mary Lou Henner. 
But well, let's see what's what's D Snyder's. Uh, Broadway cares slash equality fights AIDS. Equity fights AIDS. Oh, equity. That's that's the actors' union. So it'll definitely be Mary Lou Henner because Donald Trump would never give money to a union. <laughs> I have spoken. Because who can say anything bad about the Alzheimer Alzheimer's Association? Yeah, Mary Lou was my other choice. I to me, I think it's between Mary Lou and Little John. Right. I would love to see Penn win. I think I would too. I, and I I don't think there's I think there is a chance for him to win. See, I don't but, think Donald Trump would ever back Penn Jillette. I just don't. And I mean, I, I'm clearly, like, me and Donald Trump don't share much when it comes to politics, but... I, and, you know, that's why I picked a little more safer choice. Right. But uh, I do I do think there's more of a chance than you. I hope so. I really do. Penn Jillette was somebody, and, and I don't agree with most of Penn Jillette's political views either, but he was somebody who I watched when I was younger. Like, he was one of the people who I grew up around and not, you know, not geographically, but <laughs> I grew up watching. Well, he grew up in the casinos of Las Vegas. Right. No, I grew up watching Pendulette's Magic, and he was somebody who I always looked up to. And, you know, I, I, I've I watched uh, some of his TV shows, and I agree with a lot of what he says, and I disagree with a whole lot of what he says. But I really like how he says it, and I really like his kind of attitude about life. So, Yeah. He's uh great at, at speaking and portraying a point and he's just he has a likability to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the first time I ever saw Pen Pendulette that I actually remember him, like I'm sure I've seen him before that, but my first memory that sticks in my head is actually when he and uh Teller did uh Celebrity Fear Factor. Right. I forgot about them and, doing that. And Teller did all the stunts and Penn made all the jokes. Yeah, Teller, Teller did all the stunts, and Penn just stood there talking his mouth off and being... <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, I've enjoyed him ever since. I think he's I think he's a good person. Yeah, one of my yeah. favorite magic tricks, I had this video, and my parents will tell you, I would watch this video, the same magic trick, over and over and over again to try to figure out how he did it, and I never figured it out. But uh, he had a... He would take a gun with a laser sight, and he put a piece of glass in front of it, uh, I think Teller shot the gun, and the laser sight would be pointing right at Penn's tongue, and he'd shoot the gun, and the glass would break, and Penn would have a and Penn would spit a bullet out onto a plate, and it all oh, oh man that was just it was great I loved it <laughs> I watched it all the time. I'm sure he already had the bullet in his mouth. Before. What? <laughs> and you're probably next you're probably gonna tell me that the laser sight wasn't actual like the laser sight wasn't actually pointed at his tongue <laughs> no i mean but when you're seven no no absolutely well and you can also uh another theory i don't know how it's actually done but you can also have it where you can set the laser where it's pointing but that's not where the gun right that's what i mean that, uh, yeah. yeah that's that's obviously what happened but <laughs> Yeah, when you're set man, when I was seven years old, that was just the coolest thing. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. But any other uh, thoughts on this episode? No, I thought it was a an adequate episode. Neither great nor terrible. And yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, interesting people to watch. Like I said, Gary Busey is always going to be fun. 
Uh, I enjoy Trace Atkins. <laughs> I do too. I, I find he's him so hilarious. he's very much like Rudy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he just says things, and he doesn't care what you think. He doesn't give a yeah. crap what you think. Why yeah. should he care what you think? You're David Johnson. <laughs> and as controversial as Stephen Baldwin is, I'm still a fan of him, and I would love to see him go far. He, I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's actually probably, unfortunately, going to be the first one out of his team. But Yeah. Man, I would love to see him go far. I, for some reason, I just have this. I enjoy watching him play. Usually he's horrible at everything he does, but that just makes it all the more entertaining. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Rodman, I think, is going to be interesting. He's like the ultimate wild card. It's going to be interesting. Is he going to have other blow-ups? Is he going to be flaky? Or is he actually going to redeem himself? I think it will be entertaining to watch either way. I would agree completely. And then you have people like Lil John, like D. Snyder, and Penn, who I enjoy, and I think they're good players of the actual game. Uh, I hope we get to actually see them. Right, and I think a, select, a successful uh, Celebrity Apprentice season has that mix of your Gary Buseys and your Penn Gillettes. Yeah. It's just a matter of how they... If it turns into the Omarosa show, like if it keeps doing that, then I'm I'm going to get a little less excited. Right. I would agree. Obviously, maybe they're pumping her up so much because she doesn't last long. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Like I said, I think it would even be cool to see her fire next week. Oh, I think we God. got, like, <laughs> I had one episode, I got my Almorosa fix. Like, I don't need to see her go that far in the game. Yep, I would agree. But I think like, you and I, for some reason, are in the minority on that one. Uh, I don't know. I think there's a lot of people who don't, who are ready to see her go. I mean, there, I think there's also fans there. And I, you know, you and I did a list back, you know, in August or September or something of the, the, uh, the people we would like to see on the Celebrity Apprentice. And we both had her on, and I think she is, I would have been disappointed if she wasn't on, but now that I saw her and saw how even more contrived she is, I got my fill and I'm I'm ready to move on. I agree. But and how Claudia Jordan is on this, I mean really really first of all they couldn't even get enough women to say yes. They only got six. And maybe it was because they had more guys that they wanted to show. Wait, I didn't even realize that there was a, a disparity in the number of guys versus girls. Yeah, there's six girls and eight guys. I didn't even realize that. And, oh, that was another theory of why I think Brett got fired, because he didn't want to fire another girl to make it even more lopsided. So I think he's like, well, I need to keep the girls around at least a couple to even it out. Right. Hmm. I I mean, I I guess I was wondering why they didn't do men versus women. I never even realized that there was... But, I mean, yeah, like I said, I think think they could have, if they really wanted to, they could have gotten better. A better person than Claudia Jordan, really. I mean, um, Sharon Osbourne, like, although she doesn't like NBC anymore, she wasn't gonna do it. Cindy Lauper, uh, Duke wasn't gonna do it. I think Lisa and Aubrey were both said no, probably too soon. Cindy Lauper, I don't know. She's too if famous. They, if she had better said no if they didn't ask Cindy Lauper. There was something wrong with them, right? But. 
and and like Marley Matlin, I'm sure she's was busy <laughs> and said no, but right. There's there there are so many great female celebrity apprentice stars as equal if not more so than males. It's not like Survivor where there's debate to most of the great characters are males or you know sort right. of like that. This one I would say there are equal if not more great women uh, of the Celebrity Apprentice just as there are males. And it's a shame that they're not fully represented. I would agree. And the ones that they are represented by are not. I mean, Omarosa and yes. Mara Lou Henner are really the only two women who I would have brought back. I can see Latoya. I can um, see her. I would not have made the same decision, though. Yeah, I probably wouldn't either, but I could see her. But Claudia, Brandy, I mean, if if you were going to pick the one of the playboys that they've had on, I think Brandy was the best choice. That's fair. I mean, I would have liked to see Hope Jurassic on again, but that's not because she was good at The Apprentice. <laughs> and I would have rather seen Diana. Like, I enjoyed her snarkiness. Yeah. But she's probably, she's not Miss Universe anymore. She doesn't have any ties to Mr. Trump. Well, no. Um, yeah. I I don't know if she would want to do it again. But right. I, I just think they could have done a better job. I agree. But hopefully we can still have a good season. Um, listen, yeah, I have, a, I have high hopes. Yeah, I do too. And uh, I really look forward to sitting down with you and hopefully some other... Uh, some other fans of the show and really kind of hashing out what happens uh, each week. So hopefully we can yeah. get some great people on. I don't think we're going to be able to get any people who have actually been on the show because these apparently are like real celebrities, not fake Survivor celebrities. Yeah. But If uh, we could get someone, it would, it would have to be people who are on The Apprentice and not Celebrity Apprentice. Right, which is a completely different game. Make sure that you check us out each week at apprenticepodcast.blogspot.com. We'll be posting these uh, these podcasts in various groups across the internet uh, on Facebook uh, under the group called The Apprentice. And I also believe that we'll be posting it in our uh, a group for our Survivor podcast, which is David and Jeff's Survivor podcast. Yeah, we'll post links there. And uh, we're also on iTunes, uh, Apprentice Podcast. Yes. And if you're a fan of Survivor, you can also check out our Survivor podcast at survivorpodcast.blogspot.com. And uh, there's a lot of content there. We bring in a lot of guests. So if you're a fan of that show as well, feel free to join join the group and uh, join in the discussion. Absolutely. Great. Well, thank you for listening, and we will see you again next week. Bye. Bye.